0: You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way and importantly to get well paid for it. I'm your host Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that the doors are open to my brand new course, Quiet Ambition. I am so excited about this one, but... If you're listening to this at the time of release on thursday the 21st of may the doors are closing on friday the 22nd so have a look if you might be interested i created it for humans like you who want to increase their income amplify their impact and expand what is possible in their business by unapologetically owning who you are and what you want i'm going to help you learn to access and trust your intuition uncover the layers of what you want versus what you think you want or think you're allowed to want and massively expand what's possible in your business. It's starting June the 1st. It's going to be delivered daily via email and or private podcast. You choose which way to consume it. It's a three-week program. You can reply to any of the emails and ask me questions. It's not the same as one-to-one mentoring. It's a self-study course but you have the ability to ask me questions and I'm going to do a live Q&A near the end. I've kept it deliberately digestible. I'm also giving you a bonus mini guide on carving out this time for yourself because you really do deserve it and I know that you can see big, big shifts with small, focused mindset work every day. So, No matter where you are in your journey, there are always new layers to uncover. There are always new desires that feel too much or not possible. Give me three weeks and we're going to turn those beliefs on their head. If you are interested in reading more, like I said, it's closing 6pm UK time, Friday the 22nd of May. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash quiet hyphen ambition and you can find out more. And yeah, I am so excited to run this. It feels so aligned, so good, and so many incredible women have already signed up. So if it speaks to you, then I would love to have you. Okay, on to the episode. Today's podcast conversation is on a topic that's very close to my heart and that is overcoming fear of judgment from other people. I'm talking to Vicky Schilling, who is a coach helping wellness entrepreneurs to turn their business ideas into reality. She offers one-to-one coaching, online masterclasses and runs a thriving online community of health and well-being business owners. She also teaches and lectures about starting a wellness business in both the UK and Ireland. We talked a lot about her philosophy of Just Start Now, which also happens to be the name of her podcast, which you should definitely check out. And we dug into why we fear the judgments of other people, the different kinds of judgments we fear, how we can take action even though we're scared, and all the kind of things around just owning our strengths, owning what we do, owning who we help, and owning who we don't help. I just loved talking about this stuff, and I know you're going to love it too. Just a quick note, if you want to check out what Vicky does, you can find her at vickyshilling.com. She's also on Instagram at vicky.shilling. And like I said, she has her own podcast, Just Start Now, which is well worth checking out. I hope you enjoy the episode. So can you start by talking a bit about why you're so passionate about your philosophy of Just Start Now? And actually, what do you mean by that? That's a very
1: good question. Um, Just Start Now is really important to me because... I am a firm believer that we don't learn everything from just sitting around thinking about it. And I very much enjoy the process of sitting around thinking about it. I very much enjoy my self-development books and, you know, taking all the inspirational quotes in, watching what other people are doing, trying to work out the best way to do things. But ultimately, what I have realized through running my own business and learning a lot about myself is that I learn faster and better by actually taking action. And sometimes, well, all the time, I think we can get very much caught up in our own heads with the process and what if and, and thinking about it and actually just the, sim- the simple act of doing helps clarify things and that that clarity doesn't come just by pontificating on it any longer. Sometimes we actually just need to take action.
0: Yes I totally agree with that and is there any like time in your life that comes to mind when you're talking about like how you actually put this into practice or did you delay on something for a while?
1: Um, so I I quit my full-time job um, when I moved over to Ireland so that was back in 2017 and at that time I was sort of oh well I'll start working for myself but I wasn't really working for myself I quickly realised I was really just freelancing and working for other people and on contracts and filling up all my time working for other people so it eventually did get to that crunch point where I just thought I need to stop doing this working for everybody else and actually start doing this myself and actually that's going to take a big leap of feeling really uncomfortable walking away saying no to things where there's lots of security and comfort in it and actually just giving it a go, because I'm not going to be able to work it out, whilst I'm still spending all my time and energy working for other people, that actually the only way I'm going to learn how to do this is to do it, fall on my face, pick myself up and keep learning um, as I go, rather than thinking about the idea and it being down the line somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the kind of topic that we're planning to dig into today is kind of that fear of judgment from other people. And that comes up for me now, because I'm thinking about because I totally agree with your just out now philosophy, especially given my sort of recent experience over the last few years. But before the last couple of years, I had been debating changing my business focus for ages, right? And I was thinking about it and I can't even tell you how long I was thinking about it, probably years, you know? I mean, I was running another business, so it's not like I wasn't doing anything, but I knew I wanted to change and I didn't make that change. And I would say that the biggest reason well one of the big reasons i didn't make the change was the fear of judgment putting myself out there and fear of judgment from other people
1: yeah and as it, that for me that's a massive one with the people that i coach so i coach specifically um people setting up health and wellness businesses and often that is a lot of people who have been working 9 to 5 corporate jobs you know societally look like they've got everything climbing that you know ladder, career ladder doing really well on the face of it, but something is niggling, something's not quite right, something doesn't feel totally aligned with them, and they're they're still doing it, you know they're still going along, but inside they're thinking something's not quite right here, something is 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 not sitting comfortably, and that's when they start to think about training to you know teach mindfulness or training as a yoga instructor or studying nutrition or something where they suddenly go, ah." This is what I want to do. But then you're right. The, the next backlash from that inner, inner critic will be, but what are people going to think? People are going to think I'm weird. People are going to think I'm stupid for stepping away from a stable job. People are going to think I'm crazy. All of that comes up in absolute spades when they when they think about making that change. In your
0: experience with the clients you work with, would you say that this fear is really common?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I would say it impacts. It's one of the topics I talk about with 80, 90% of the people in some way or form. Yeah. 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 So how
0: do we take the leap when we are scared? Like, what do we do?
1: Well, I think when it comes to worrying about what other people think, the the ways that I try and process this with, with clients is to really identify who it is you're worried is is worrying and um, is is judging you mm. sometimes for me that comes in those two camps that I, that I think you had I'd identified as well it's either actually people you know like you, you know you, you think it's going to be someone you know you, your next door neighbor or that girl at the school gate or you know some, someone you actually know in your mind or it tends to be this kind of general you know the people you know what mm-hmm. will people in, in Ireland, we have this brilliant phrase um, of, of having notions. So, you know, oh, who are you? You know, she's got such notions thinking she's going to do that, um, which is quite prevalent in my Irish clients, client-based as well. So I try and really dig in with that with clients. Like, who is it you're worried about um, judgment from? Is, is it just generally the people? In which case, are you really going to let, faceless people that you've never met and that don't know you at all hold you back from doing what you're doing and often when they say it out loud they realize how crazy and ridiculous it is I'm not saying it's a cure but actually just the physical process of getting it out and going hold on a minute that is completely bonkers if I'm letting that stop me doing what I want to do um if it is people you actually know we really try and dig into are they do they really judge you are, are they really judging you? have you got any evidence at all that that is actually the case usually it's stories we're telling ourselves in our heads we've spun off into you know they must think that or they must do this and actually when we really look at the evidence all the evidence is they're very supportive and they're very friendly towards you or they're indifferent (laughs) you know they've never said anything at all um and so actually just again like processing that trying to put some logic around that like are, are they really as judgmental as you as you think they are um And I think ultimately, if the answer is, yes, they are judgmental. And unfortunately, sometimes we do have those people in our lives. Sometimes it does happen to be people really, really close to us. I've had someone in a workshop before become very upset with the idea of even just starting a blog to to share her passion for nutrition because she said, my mother is going to judge me. Like, I I feel it already and I'm terrified of that judgment from my mum. To really try and separate out the fact that what we are doing when we're sharing our passion and, and being creative and starting these businesses is, is not for those people. They are not our ideal clients. We, we, we cannot stop filling, fulfilling our purpose and being of use and being of value in the world just because someone else in, in the world has a judgment about it because they're not, they're not right for us. They're not the people that we're, we're trying to help. Um, so we, we need to focus on the people that are going to benefit.
0: Yes. Uh, absolutely I have a bit of a mantra and I even use it I'm not saying that my husband is really judgmental but even the people closest to you who really care about you and support you don't always get everything that you do and if he doesn't get it I used to like question and stuff and now I'm a much more trusting of myself and I just go in my head he's not my target market and that's sort of like my mantra but I know it's different with him because yeah I trust him and he is supportive of me it's a lot harder when you're worrying about Like that person you mentioned, worrying about her mum judging her. That's so hard. Really, really hard. And sometimes it's... I think sometimes it's a real thing and you have a really real judgmental person in your life. Sometimes it's based on stuff that's happened to you in the past, you know. And you just don't feel safe for whatever reason. And it is really hard. Um, I'm just going to dig into that side of the fear of judgment. You know, the fear of actual real people. Because I feel like in my conversations with people... This comes up so much, you know, sometimes people have massive ideas, they want to put themselves out there in so many ways, they actually have loads of things that they want to share and they're really afraid of people in real life seeing it. Not like thousands and thousands and thousands of internet people seeing it, but the people in real life seeing it. And I find it so interesting because I used to feel a bit embarrassed to admit that that was my fear before, but it's made me feel so much better about it, talking about it. And... um I mean, like what you said, most people aren't judging us the way we think that they are. But I have done a few things to like make things easier for myself and just trick myself into feeling safer. You know, like I wasn't really using my Facebook account, for example, so I got rid of it. I I, I got rid of my old personal Facebook account and I just I created a new one and I only really use it for business groups. Um, Just little things like that. I feel like because you can't automatically snap your fingers and know logically that you don't need to worry anymore and therefore it's fine so just little things like that and you know I've got some close friends who i blocked on Instagram and I've told them I have and again that makes me feel a bit silly but actually if it helps me do the work that I really want to do it's okay and I can work on the bigger issue <laughs> underneath that over time.
1: Yeah I, I do exactly the same and I'm unashamed about it I Good, I, yeah. I do realize that I think it's that mirror thing, isn't it? The, the way we react to people, so it's, it's the same the other way around. If people react negatively towards us about something we're doing and putting out there, really it's, it's shining a mirror, it's holding a mirror up to them and there's something going on for them. There's something that they're not happy about in themselves, in their own lives, maybe where yeah. they're not pushing themselves out of their, their, their comfort zone, where they're disappointing themselves, that they're, they're projecting that frustration onto you. And, and unfortunately, the same goes for us as well if I feel outwardly angry or frustrated or you know full of comparison to somebody else I do realize that is a mirror and there's there's something I need to process there and something I really need need to dig into but sometimes for my own self-preservation I can't be doing that self that real analysis all the time so I do exactly the same there's people I'm very close to hugely supportive of their their you know their loves and their lives but I just I can't be seeing that every single day so I do I have them blocked and I I think we all have to do what we need to do and, and not feel like we need to um, apologize for that yeah, yeah yeah I love
0: that you shared that and I was just wondering how yeah how has this shown up can you think of any ways in which this has shown up for you and anything it's stopped you from doing and how what you've learned from that and how you've grown
1: well I think certainly for me and I can really empathize with my clients. When I very first started venturing into all of this, I started a blog. So I started my blog, The Flourishing Pantry, when I was still in in full-time work. So I was working in the classical music industry, completely different from what I'm doing now and the kind of territory I was going to be stepping into with the blog. And I just wanted it to, to hide in a tiny corner of the internet. I wanted nobody to see it. I sure as hell was not going to put it on Facebook, which I was certainly full of everyone sharing pictures of their new houses and babies and weddings and everything at the time um, back in 2016, 2015, 2016 when I got started. And, yeah, I just wanted to hide. I did not want judgment from people. And it took a really long time of finding my feet with it, finding my own voice with it and finding a whole supportive community of people actually through personally for me Instagram and then joining health bloggers community, meeting people in real life actually to go, do you know what? This this is an okay part of me. This is a part of me that I accept as part of who I am and I am willing to step into more and more to the point where I stepped into it so much the rest of my, not the rest of my life fell away, but you know, I my the rest of my career and what I thought would have been my passion and um, working in classical music just lessened and lessened and just thought actually this is me and this is who I'm showing up at uh, So it was it was a it was a journey and i i don't um you know I, I really try and share that with people it doesn't have to take 3 or 4 years like it did but finally stepping into changing my instagram handle to my own name and actually putting my surname on things you know so i could be yes. found, identified as and- not as you know if you googled me that it was everything I I was before which is all part of who I am now as well but yeah it's it's been a gradual process and I had to just let go of what everybody else is thinking and just eventually it just becomes too much like I have to do this I just have to exactly. step in really yeah
0: I had that experience so for me I guess my journey in a nutshell was I started a blog when I was at uni and it was totally anonymous. I used a pen name. I didn't want anyone to read it, right? But it, And it wasn't anything to do with the starting a business. It was literally just an outlet for me. So it was really important to have that outlet, but I didn't feel ready to explore some of the stuff with most of the people in my real life. And that wasn't because the people I had in my life were... Not supportive, it was mainly due due to me and me learning to how to open up and you know express my thoughts and opinions and feelings um and yeah, that it got kind of turned into my business over time, but my business wasn't really much to do with me putting myself out there, but I told I mentioned earlier that i've I had had that idea for ages that I wanted to change that I wanted to put my ideas out there, and i I had both of the kinds of fear of judgment actually, the sort of like who am I and what will people think? for me to do this and also what will these specific people think um and in the end it just came down to what you said sort of the balance shifted and it's like yes I am still really scared like honestly I was really really scared and I and I really like to make that clear in case anyone listening is in that same boat i was still really really scared really nervous but I could not do it like it's so I was scared but the kind of thing the deeper I don't know what to call it it's like a calling isn't it but it sounds really like I was open up yeah.
1: at for events um, about you know how did you start blogging and how you know how did you get into doing that and how did you you know do everything it I, I don't really know the answer of how it was like I, I couldn't not in the end it simply had to come out somehow and I was the same as you I started the blog with absolutely no intention of it turning into a business or a career change I I enjoyed my job. I traveled, you know, I was I was perfectly happy. I was just doing it as a little outlet and an exploration. Um, and eventually it just becomes this loud voice that you can't ignore. And you just have, you have to go with it. And you're right, the fear is still there, absolutely. Because I've never done anything like this before. I've never worked for myself, but it was something I just couldn't not do. And it's not something, like, if you've got a client coming to you with this
0: kind of issue i guess you would feel the same like if you can tell as like the mentor or the coach if they're ready even though they're scared they're like i've had enough of this i'm ready so and that to me is yeah the space i was in and it's like before that happened i i had the money to like pay for like coaches and mentors and stuff but i wasn't ready because i didn't want to actually take that leap and then when i was ready i was ready you know um and i was actually going to go back to what you said about The community so and the support you had because it's not just the one-to-one support but also the community that you found as part of expressing yourself as part of just starting you came across the right people and it and it gave you permission to explore that different side of yourself and see where it went and see what worked for you and that for me has been so crucial so crucial as well
1: I think I think some people can get a bit confused about this concept of community and like what does it mean to have a community and in some ways it it feels a bit to me I I kept thinking oh that will happen to me eventually or community means I have 10,000 followers or do do you know what I mean like that the community was a bit further down the line and what I'd kind of completely underestimated was some of the people that I met by signing up to Instagram within the first few months were people that I am still in touch with. And that still support me and still cheerlead for me. And have watched me evolve from completely confused girl trying to solve her IBS, just sharing blogs and taking terrible food photos to a coach and a mentor attending my events, sharing what I'm doing, you know, cheering me along the way and going with that whole evolution and realizing it's not when you say community you don't need to have hundreds of thousands of people it can be a really small group of people that you just know they're always there they're always gonna leave you a comment cheerlead for you um you know drop into your direct messages and just show you a different way in in their own actions as well and what they're doing and how they're evolving that that isn't often like what happens i I don't want real it's not real life and not real life yeah yeah. (laughs) In the rest in your the rest of your life, you know, all my other friends, nobody runs their own business, nobody works online. I've got absolutely nothing to compare it to. my my family I'm not entrepreneurial by my nature. My family are not (laughs) entrepreneurs. You know, I don't. You know, it's not like Carrie Green where she was kind of brought up with that kind of um, ethos, which is incredible. I've had to really, really work at it. But yeah, finding anybody that can inspire you and just surrounding yourself and like immersing yourself in that. or or paying to access that in the end as well, doing it at the higher levels uh, has been so important. You brought up something that
0: really spoke to me was that you thought it was something that was further down the line, that that community would come in future. And that's exactly how I felt before I had that moment where I was like, I'm ready. I was lurking. And so I knew that there was people out there who kind of shared my values and stuff, but I wasn't I wasn't making myself a part of it at all. And I know that it. I'm not like judging people who lurk at all. And I still lurk in some spaces and it's okay to lurk. But at some point, if you want to really get the most benefit, you're going to have to at least speak to some parts of the community somewhere. And I think for me, that made the difference. And I, even though I, I was lurking and I saw that people kind of shared my values, I still didn't feel like, I thought, oh, well, these people all know each other and I'm not part of that, you know? That was my way of thinking, and I'm speaking as someone who's, you know, had social anxiety for a long time and stuff, so it's partly my kind of anxiety that tells me these things that I don't belong, but, um, so I had to really push my comfort zone in that sense as well, and literally just send a DM to someone who I enjoyed their stories, or, and when I joined courses in the past, I used to just hide away, and I I just decided, no, I'm going to become part of this community. And I'm not saying you have to do it for every course you ever join or every place you're on, but I think if you're not doing it at all, that's a really good place to start actually. And you even mentioned paying to be part of communities. It is so worth it. I I value, yeah, the, the people I've met for like free on random social media and also the people I've met as part of courses or as part of direct masterminds and things like that. Like wherever you can find it doesn't matter. Just that you're doing it, I think. And like you said, it's like you you had your whole like evolution and they've been there the whole time. And it's exactly, it's, I feel exactly the same. And it's just, it goes back to just starting and just putting things out there and, and seeing how it goes and, and you kind of get feedback in all kinds of ways, not just from what people actually say, but also from how you feel about things. And it just, it all kind of adds up to, it's sort of, it just builds the momentum that you need to push through even when you're scared.
1: Yeah. And and ultimately, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now, coaching people to set up their wellness businesses, is because of my audience. So... I had the healthy eating blog and so the natural thing would be, would would have been for me to study nutrition or study as a health coach and actually help other people eat well and, and live well and, and, you know, which is something that I was really passionate about and I started building this brand and reputation around. But what I realized was my audience was never asking me about that. They were always asking, how did you get the blog started and how did you get on the first page of Google and how did you start working with the brand and how do you use Pinterest and, you know, all of those. and Actually... There was one time I did a poll on Instagram stories and said, you know, if I was to create my next freebie for the blog, what would it be on? And there was one girl um, who actually I did some coaching with. I don't know if she knows this, um, who wrote and said, you know, tell me how how to start working with brands. And it made me so angry. And I was like, no, that's not who I am. I'm I'm meant to be about helping people eat healthier. And it was a real mirror moment. I had to step back and go. But are you, Vicky? Like, is that what people actually want from you? And is that what you enjoy doing? Actually, what I realized I enjoy doing is helping people with the setup. I love helping people get those websites sorted, understand their mailing list, all of the practical bits, and then all the mindset stuff that has to come with it. Where are you holding yourself back? What stories are you telling yourself? And I would never, ever have reached this point without just putting my stuff out there and having conversations with people.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's all about that sweet spot, isn't it? Between between what people want and what you want. I feel like you can have all this fear of judgment and actually worrying what people think in a negative way. But that's the thing about being a part of the right community is that you get it reflected back to you in a positive way, if it's the right people. That is so true. Yeah, and you just don't know what... Like, it's all one thing to say, do the work you love and trust your intuition and stuff. And I totally believe in that. However just trying stuff is really important because sometimes you don't know what you're capable of. So just like think like if you feel into like, oh, what do I want to do? You won't even know like until you put yourself out there and you get things reflected back to you like you said and how it's changed the course of your business. I think that's so, so important. And that's kind of the flip side of what people think can actually be like amazing too. <laughs>
1: That's, I mean, that's such a healthier way of looking at it, isn't it, rather than constantly looking at how do we stop worrying about what people are thinking about us and judging us? How about we pay attention to what they're thinking about us when it's a positive thing, when they're trying desperately to give us information and say, Vicky, I think you're this. Vicky, I, I want your help on that. Vicky, I think, you, you know, you could fill this space, this void in my life. I need this. I think you have the answer. Because actually, like you said, that's the sweet spot for a business, what you enjoy doing and what people need and what they think about you. I did a leadership program about 10 years ago now um, in my old job and one of those things was to get letters written by family members, my partner and friends and things to write like what do they think of when they think of me and actually that has always come back for me because it was I am always thought of as the person who brings people together that you know there's the organized one that is you know I, I've sort of was always the one planning events and planning you know summers in London and things when, when I was still living there with all my friends and actually that's what I always come back to well that that's who I am as a person at the core of what I do so how can I be more that in my business and and do that for more people mm. and
0: sometimes the things that we're good at are just the things that we cannot see they're just so obvious we cannot see them I did a similar exercise where, where um, someone kind of suggested to me to like contact people in my real life and just ask them how they would describe me. And it was so eye-opening. And it just showed that firstly, my stories about what they think of me aren't necessarily true, or perhaps they still see some of the negative stuff, but they also see this positive stuff. And that's just what it is. Like everyone's got the negative and the positive, right? And some of the negative stuff that I thought was negative was actually a positive. So, for example, things like, you know, my introversion and shyness and stuff. I can actually take a lot of positives from that stuff now. But, yeah, it's taken time to reach that point.
1: Yeah. And I don't know whether that's something I'm sure that's something you can fast track a little bit with some self-reflection. But it's also definitely comes with age. sometimes. It does. It does. Except this is just who I am and you can you can take it or leave it and actually some of the things that you might have in your 20s thought weren't such great attributes actually you realize you can really work to your advantage
0: yeah yeah definitely and another topic I can on on the same similar topic that I wanted to bring up was when you do have a fear of people judging you and you can you can sort of, there's this whole thing about being vulnerable, right? And you have to like manage your vulnerability because it can actually make you feel crap if you're too vulnerable, right? But what I found is, and this kind of like relates to what you were saying about how you started showing up, you found your community and then you evolved along the way. What I found was, I started showing up and I literally just said you know I'm freaking out this is my first Instagram story or whatever or I said like oh I used to be so nervous that I used to write under a pen name I used to be so nervous of anyone finding it now I'm putting myself out there you know I share these moments along the way and I feel like it totally firstly for me it just makes it seem it feels so big and then it can just like make it feel like it's not so much of a big deal and then for others, it just like, it's amazing the connection that you get from that. Because if, not everyone is going around saying, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. But when someone brings it up, then they're like, oh yeah, me too. I either do feel like that or I have felt like that. And I feel like in that sense, our fears are actually quite a strength. And like, you know, but just to be a bit more open about them, it takes the kind of, what's the word? Just like the immensity off of it.
1: Yeah. it's so interesting hearing you saying that because I'm thinking I'm not sure if I've any I probably have but there's never there's not one moment that I can think back and think oh I shared that and someone said you know that really helped but I think you kind of have to have that inner trust that just by speaking it the right person is going to receive that information is going to help them even if they don't write to you and say you know that really helped or that really triggered or that really did this that maybe it just becomes like part of what they just know and what they it leads them on to the next thing you have to trust that what you're putting out there is being received by the people that need to receive it and will land when it needs to land i think sometimes people do that with my instagram you know if i'm shared a quote or something and people might say you might have posted this four days ago but actually it's just landed at exactly the right time that i needed to hear it." it's that kind of just trusting what you put out there is something that someone else needs to needs to hear
0: yeah and that actually brings up something else in my mind so when you're like worried about what people think of you often you can be waiting for that feedback right to validate yourself and that what you said that trust is really important and you don't always get it it does not mean that people aren't I mean (laughs) there's loads of lurkers like me, like I used to be, loads. And I lurked on some people and they made a huge difference to my thoughts. And I never said a single thing to them. Like, it doesn't mean anything.
1: No, I I had a lady recently come out of the Instagram shadows who had no idea was there. You know, one of these people that has no profile picture, never posted a single thing. Obviously, I I say obviously, but I wouldn't follow someone back like that. No, because yeah. There doesn't seem to be any content there yeah. for me to engage with. And kind of, spilled out her life story saying I've been watching what you've been doing over the last year it's really given me great comfort you know I've gone through a difficult marriage or something and you know I'm I'm really coming through and trying to identify what I want to do next and just reading your post has really helped and you just think there are going if there's one of you there are going to be many many more like you that are watching and we have to stop Unfortunately, relying on what the technology feeds us in all these um, micro hits of likes and follows and shares and all of, you know all these other uh, measurements that we can take and just find that inner trust that what we're sharing is landing with the right people and will hit them when they need it the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and
0: let's talk a bit about, you know, the numbers and the likes and the follow accounts, like how, and, and even when people maybe unfollow us, like how do we detach from that stuff and, and stay kind of grounded in what we're doing and that it doesn't bring us back to that place of, oh my God, people are thinking this about me.
1: Yeah. Um, I think one of the things, uh, you and I had just attended, um, Susie Ashworth's event, and one of the things that she said over that, which really resonated with me, and I feel like I've talked about a lot with clients even this week, is this idea that we don't just make the commitment once, we have to keep making the commitment over and over again. So it's not as simple as saying, I no longer care how many followers I have on Instagram. I don't care when, when people unfollow me. We have to keep making that commitment every single day. Like I've just gone through a really great spell where I've, I've gained quite a lot of followers in a short amount of time. I was feeling really good, and then it started dropping off again. And I'm not immune to that. Like I, I, that still happens to me as well, and I still get that. Oh God, have I done something wrong? And maybe you know that that post has obviously upset people or didn't work. Um, and I have to really catch myself in those moments still and just go, no, this this isn't about me. This isn't about whether I'm, you know, right for them or whether I should word something slightly differently. This is an entirely um about the overview, you know, what I'm putting out there overall. I'm focusing on the people that are following me. That's my biggest thing that I always say to clients, stop we're not worrying about the people that aren't following you and the ones that have unsubscribed. Focus on the ones that are because they're there. they want to hear from you. look after them, nurture them, talk to them you know learn from learn from what they can they can tell you and, and find out what they need and the rest The rest will come mm, mm, absolutely.
0: I totally agree with, and that also really resonated with me when Susie was talking about choosing over and over again, so you if you're making the commitment to put yourself out there to do your best work, to help people and to build your business, you're also making the commitment to like check yourself when this stuff comes up. And I do it a lot actually. And, and it takes time because in the past, I remember when I first started my business, it was a lot of based on email marketing. I used to have notifications sent to me every time someone unsubscribed, right? Took me ages to realize that, okay, I actually don't need that on, (laughs) And then over time, I just got so used to it that people would subscribe and unsubscribe. You know, it's so normal. I actually don't, I don't mind at all about unsubscribes anymore. Although I think there's something still for me, and that's just basically many years of experience and detaching from it. But for me now, I still do notice sometimes when someone's unfollowed me. I don't like religiously check this stuff, but occasionally you'll notice something but I do find it so much easier to check in with myself and think it doesn't, it's not probably anything about me. I have personally unfollowed and muted people just because they've triggered me and it's nothing that they've done wrong. And even if it is something I did wrong, like I can choose to believe that it wasn't, like it I. It doesn't matter. And I know it's easy to say, but literally rewriting that thought, you're not gonna necessarily believe it. But if you can, the more you can catch yourself, the more difference it does make.
1: And I, I do think, like we said, it, it's a process and it's 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 taking that moment rather than allowing your mind to spin off into the worst case scenario. Like like I had someone recently, I noticed had unsubscribed, but she said she wanted to attend one of my events. I said, oh, you've unsubscribed from my mailing list. Um, I'll just add you on to the specific one about the event. Is that okay? Um, she said, yeah, that's fine. You know, I don't mind being on my list as long as you don't send me an email every day. And I, you know, really like, ouch. And then I thought, I, I could spin off into this and start panicking and thinking oh god everyone thinks I'm bombarding them and I and I went hold on a minute that simply isn't true. I know I don't send emails every day. I I feel like the amount that I send and the value that I add in, in the emails that I deliver to people is what people need. And if people choose to unsubscribe, that is their choice. That That's totally fine. That isn't a reflection on me. And I like like we said, we ha- I have to keep catching myself every time and just reflect rather than let my mind go, blah, 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 blah. This is awful and I'm going to have to change everything I do just because the person said this one negative thing. Yeah, bit. yeah. Exactly. And I personally
0: with even with emails and I teach people about email marketing, I don't email every day, but I do have to constantly decide to be okay with emailing a bit more when I want to, you know, and I sometimes send a few emails in a week, and that's more than I would normally send. And I'm just, I choose to be okay with it. I trust that people who it's too much for and I do give everyone the option when I'm in a launch to unsubscribe from that specific launch, but I know not everyone may necessarily see it um or it may just make them think actually I'd rather not be on her list and that's fine but um yeah it's okay like it's okay I feel like you've got to have that balance between giving the value but also like selling the stuff and depending on your personality selling in a different way works better for some people rather than others email for me is so much easier because I don't have to be on all the time you know and I consciously choose it's okay for me to maybe email too much. And what I know is from my own email habits is I unsubscribe from people all the time and end up resubscribing in future or I unsubscribe and still follow them Instagram or I unfollow them Instagram but still listen to their podcasts. It's a very complex web that we all have of how we show up. So it's really not as simple as I did something wrong, they hate me. Not at all.
1: No, and actually how they interact you with you on one platform might be they just receive you in a completely different way on a different one and again i think it's that obsession with the numbers isn't it with a mailing list oh god i you know my numbers are going down if someone unsubscribes well you can't just have a mailing list and go oh look at this wonderful mailing list i've got but i never send anything to it like you have to be open to the it's the same as anything we do in business we have to be open to it not working we have to be open to being rejected because otherwise we would be doing nothing at all we wouldn't be starting if i had a lovely mailing list but sent sent it no emails, then I wouldn't have a business. There'd be no point having that list at all, yeah, absolutely so let, let go of that really. And, and one of my kind of mantras is, "I'm
0: the right people for my right people, so if they're not the right people, that's fine. you know, um, and we are running like you and I are running very and a lot of people listening. our businesses are very much based on who we are and how we connect with people as individuals, so and we we literally can't work with everyone anyway, so it's fine, like it really is um but yeah. I think it's so it's so common. Like, I guess I just want to add that, like, if you do worry about the numbers, if you do worry about how much you're growing, if you do worry about unsubscribes, it is okay. Like, don't feel any less than if you do it, because everyone does, even the people who are telling you how not to worry about it, like we are, we do it too. So it's fine.
1: (laughs) I think it's it's the balance, isn't it? And you're absolutely right. It's not that I, I wouldn't say I necessarily worry about it, although that comes up occasionally, and I do have to to keep it in check I do track it I do see whether you know what's happened this week what's happened you know next week what's worked what hasn't like because I think we all need to be doing that reflecting otherwise we'd be doing the same thing over and over again not you know not getting any different results in that definition of insanity um but uh it's yeah it's it's taking the the sort of personal connection away from the numbers. It's not personal reflection of you. And like you said, people can come and go, you'll be there for the right people. The people that leave are just making space for the, for someone that really does need you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And something that actually just popped into my head right now is um, at the beginning of this year, I have had probably the most unsubscribes from my mailing list, like in a one go. And it's, I don't think I'm doing much differently. I did run a sale at the beginning of the year, so it could be that, but I honestly think it's probably just people thinking it's a new year, I'm going to declutter. And if I think about, you know, my business values and stuff, that totally fits in with my values. So if I can approach it from that way, I
1: think good for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if you've identified that this isn't received landing at the right time, it's triggering you, or is you know just just isn't the content that you need right now, that's great that you're taking responsibility. I, my husband gets is subscribed to all kinds of things. He got an email from ASOS the other day. He was like, I don't even know I'm subscribed to ASOS. I was like, <laughs> you need to unsubscribe from these things. Like I'm I. Like we said, mute, block, unsubscribe. Don't. There's no need to feel guilt about it. It's just the way that we need to curate what we are receiving ourselves. And yeah. as someone on the receiving end of running that mailing list, I don't. I don't mind because there, there's plenty of other people that do need me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And going back to like the topic of the fear of judgment and how you really need to face that head on if you're going to do what you want to do. Um, I think for me, a lot of it. A lot of being able to get on with things, even though I still fear judgment is really being careful about what I let into my brain and just staying as focused as I possibly can. And it's interesting because you asked me, because for this season of the podcast, I've kind of asked the guests to suggest some questions and you asked me what about the things I've picked up on and do inherently from running my own business for years that I can channel into what I'm doing now. And the first thing that came into my head is really staying in touch with my intuition and like my values and what I really want. And a lot of the time, the external like noise, while it's great that we have so many different ways to learn and stuff, the external noise can take you away from your intuition. And I think that's actually... I'm not sure if I'm explaining this very well, but I think that's a key part of learning t- to care less what other people think. If you know that you're really secure with what's inside, I
1: think that's a key part of it. Yeah. I think Janet Murray had shared a quote: "Stick to the knitting." You know, this idea of just stick to what you're doing, stick to what you're good at. I think I, I use this the metaphor of putting blinkers on, and this idea of creating more than you're consuming. I agree. Like we are, we're in such an incredible world where we can see what a plethora of different ways there are to run an online business, sell products, create valuable resources. You know, there is so much out there. There are so many different ways that we can do it. But it, eventually that ends up in total paralysis and doing absolutely nothing if we don't just stick to the knitting, put the blinkers on and just do us, just work out what feels great for us, what would look good and feel good to us in our own business. And just do that, learn from that rather than being distracted by everything else that's going on around us. Absolutely be influenced in a positive way, but don't let it suck you into inertia and paralysis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is where the value of like working with people one to one or in very small sort of group coaching, mentoring settings is really useful because um, when you're learning from people on a larger scale or when you're getting all that information just one way at you, it doesn't account for all the different things that make you unique, doesn't count for all the nuances in your business. And I feel like that for me is the power of really choosing who to work with, who to get that support from, and often for me that is one-to-one support and obviously it's probably sounds like oh, i would say that because i'm a business mentor but i need that support too
1: yeah no and i i've had to work on that i i had an interesting so i worked with a coach last year and one of the things that came up was oh well i was listening to these two different podcasts and they have two completely different opinions on it. like one you don't you don't need a niche and and you know your niche is just anybody that pays you and the other person says you need to get really specific on your niche and you need you know you need to know what they're thinking and dreaming and hoping and believing and all of these things and you know design and i was like these these two different opinions and like i i'm now stuck i don't know what to do and she was saying uh, as a coach coaching me we need to get better at receiving the information taking it and going okay I'm going to take that one on board but I'm just going to let that go. That's just that's not for me right now. That doesn't fit with me. It doesn't work with me or I I've, I've, I've taken it on I've taken it on. I've assessed it but I'm willing to let it go rather than constantly loading it and layering it up up and up and then ending up just totally confused and overwhelmed with all the different ways there are to, to do one thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people relate to that
0: feeling. I used to be in that place regularly where it's just like oh yeah, this sounds great, I'm going to do this. And then you hear the other thing, you're like, oh, uh, this or this, and, and and it just leads to nothing. Um, and yeah, I feel like putting the blinkers on is the exact right way to describe it. So I guess before we get to like the last couple of questions, I don't know, what would your advice be for someone, and I probably already asked you this, but maybe there's something else that you want to add. Like what's your advice for someone who knows that there's something inside, who knows that they're ready
1: and they're bloody scared? Just start doing something then just start doing some. just start doing anything just anything that will break you out of doing nothing and sitting thinking about it there are so many people that I've spoken to that follow all the inspiring accounts online and read all the self-help books and but aren't taking the action and that that's where the magic happens. That's where the difference is. That's when you're going to start feeling fulfilled. And that can be super timely. It doesn't even have to be something as brave as putting a blog up or, you know, even starting a social media account. Like whatever feels like a brave step for you, just putting it down on paper, you know, in a, in a journal or, you know, in a voice note or a note on your phone, just finding some way to get it out, to, to let it out and, and take action, not just watch what everybody else is doing, but start doing something yourself. Because I think otherwise we, we just never know. We'll never know what we're capable of if, if we just sit and watch everybody else doing it. And who's like, like the event we were at, you know, don't wake up dead. Don't wake up and think, God, I really wish I'd just gone with, with giving that a go and it can start as a tiny little seed of an idea um and you just never know where it's going to take you it might take you nowhere near the direction that you think it's going to or that you're afraid it might might take you somewhere else but you won't know unless you try yeah that is great advice i
0: absolutely agree and also going back to susie's event what she kept like really emphasizing was that feeling uncomfortable is okay and it's to be expected when you're stretching yourself
1: So Brooke Castillo, one at the life coach school as well, like discomfort is is the path to your dreams. Like you have to be we have to be a little bit uncomfortable, not like holy crap, (laughs) (laughs) you know, knuckle white ride the whole time. But just pushing a little bit, like getting curious, how far can I go with this? What could I do that would push me and feel a little bit weird and feel a little bit uncomfortable, but would be something new and exciting and, and would open up my eyes to doing something in a different way yeah we have to be open to that
0: absolutely and honestly it's it's uncomfortable to do it but it's it's uncomfortable and horrible not to do it like you just brought up as well okay so I'm going to ask you one more question and it's the uh, random question from my deck of cards (laughs) which is what's one thing you wish you could go back
1: and undo I think because the sort of classic response to that is everything I've done has led me to where I am now. So would we ever undo or unpick or change um, what we did in the past? For me, whenever I look back, I'm quite an impatient person. So it's always like I would have just done that quicker or I would have just not faffed around with it or not played small for so long. I would have actually just stepped into that for a bit longer. Um, Not, yeah, just listen to that inner mentor but I also think in my teens and in my 20s that just wasn't where I was at and I don't know where I would have got that information from um I feel very lucky that I am where I am now and I've not woke you know that's a terrible word but you know like I'm a like much more self-aware now and much more in tune with what I want to be doing and I'm not sure my 21 year old self would actually understand that um but I'm not sure I would undo anything I think I would just be braver step into things a little bit quicker um, rather than undoing them because you never know if you undo something and unpick it maybe where I am now and I really enjoy where I am right now
0: if you want to find out more about Vicky and what she does then head to her website at vickyshilling.com or find her on instagram at vicky.shilling she also has a podcast called just start now Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.